recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. I am Dexter and this is Matt. Hi, Matt. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, this is episode seven? S- seven, yes. Yes. Uh, and we were in, uh, instructed not to talk about comics or Transformers, so that is all we're talking about today. Yeah, Dexter, so while you think of indie comics that you've read, I, I'm going to think about which Transformers I got this week. All right. Um, I honestly, I haven't read any comics, so that's fair. I'm trying to think if I read anything this week, and uh, I didn't. I honestly did not read any comics this week. I talked about comics a bunch with Lee, who's not here, because uh, he's read a slew of them. But, yeah, because he's uh, been reading like the 90s image stuff again, hasn't he? He started reading uh, some Marvel books, too. He hmm. read... Uh, which book was he reading? He, we were just chatting about it. Oh, he read Infinity War. That came out two years ago. Oh, the new one? Yeah, it wasn't very good. I was going to say, I didn't even bother with it. He's, like, I think in two <laughs> issues of it, I read it when it came out. Yeah. I didn't like it. What? Like, is it just a rehash of the old Infinity, or...? No, if only it was. I thought it was because <laughs> it was very much like they had another miniseries beforehand that was the buildup called Infinity Countdown. Right. And, and it was all about where are the Infinity Stones. Okay. And like each one is in a, is in a specific place. And mm-hmm. so it was building up. And while everything is going on, Thanos is getting ready to assemble. Like he gets his gauntlet ready. Mm. So it was a it, it felt like it's like, well, they already did Infinity Gauntlet 20 years ago, but yeah. or not even, almost 30 years ago. Uh, I guess they're going to do a new one because the movie's coming out. Yeah. I was look, kind of looking forward to that. Right. And uh, I mean, it's, it's been two years. I don't care. Um, <laughs> the first issue, uh, a new character, Requiem, shows up right. and chops off Thanos' head and smashes his gauntlet and just straight up kills him. So is Requiem and, a villain? Yeah, it's okay. and well, it, this has been two years. No, if you haven't read it, you're not going to. So no, whatever. No. Uh, it's Gamora. She wants the Infinity Stones because a piece of her soul is in the Soul Stone. So if she gets right. all the stones together, she can combine. She can re, uh, uh, merge with her former uh, self, and that's the story. And it's okay. just a giant cluster of realities get all twisted and characters merge in together, like Captain America and Doctor Strange become a char- one person. Oh, and, that. yeah, okay, yeah, that was it. And I didn't like it, and no. Thanos um, uh, Thanos is not alive, but he's like a ghost that only Gamora can see throughout it. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, I get it. They subverted some expectations, because I'm sure a lot of people thought they were just going to like make their own form of inf- the movies, yeah. which they've done. But I, I just was... It's not what I expected, but I still kept reading, and I just wasn't impressed by it at all. Yeah. The, bu- uh, the build-up countdown story is way better, because huh. it's just dealing with where all the stones are. Yeah. The biggest thing was, it's not to say the movies don't influence the comics anymore, because yeah. they did change all of the Infinity Gems to, one, be Infinity Stones. They now look like ingots, and their colors mm-hmm. match the movie stones. Yeah, because the movie's got the colors wrong, right? Yeah, kind of, I guess. I mean, I didn't... I mean, I don't know if you can really say it's wrong. I'm sure some people would say so. I mean, I didn't know anything about the Infinity Stones, really, until uh, the MCU was really kicking off, and then they revealed that it was going to be all about the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Well, I remembered reading an interview. I think it was with... Uh, man, I can't remember which guy, but like, he, 
for whatever movie. I think it was James Gunn. Like they changed the color of the stone, like after they had done like some promo stuff, I think. And so, yeah, I don't know. So like, I don't think he even knew what color it was. No, <laughs> his, his version, his original version of guardians, of the galaxy one yeah. was very different than the movie we got. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. It's kind of interesting, though, looking at Infinity Wars, so this comic that you're talking about, uh, but Gamora's character, Requiem, that is a lame costume, in my opinion. Like, for Marvel especially. Like, it's it's like she just threw on, like, Spider-Man noir mask and then put a hood on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's a very boring costume for her or, I mean, for somebody from outer space. I don't know. It just doesn't feel Marvel. It looks, it looks, eh, I don't know. It it looks boring, but whatever. I don't know. I I I, wasn't wowed by it at all. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like the story much. It was just, it it had a, it had a lot of fake outs. Like, I think in the first issue, Star-Lord is straight up killed by her. Mm. But then in the very next issue, it's revealed to either be a Mm fake-out or, like, with the Reality Stone or something Uh, like that. Yeah. And, I mean, one of the biggest things is it's also starring a character that everyone was really anticipating in the MCU that just never happened, which was Adam Warlock. And for me, the character of Adam Warlock instantly just... Puts me to sleep, <laughs> and and he so he's like a, a jet or like a test tube creation of, by those gold people in the comics, right? He's a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or okay, he, he's a robot in the comics. But he's, he was uh, he was made by I can't remember what they're called, but in Guardians two. Yeah, they they tease him. Uh, no, he's he's from Earth and stuff like that. I'm looking no. up his bio right now. He was. Uh, he was created by scientists on Earth. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and so was Drax. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Oh, yeah, it's, Drax is actually a human that... Yeah. He's dead. Is, he, like, brought back so, to life, I thought. Oh, I think he's died, like, three or four times. Yeah. His whole purpose in the comics was Thanos killed his par- his family. Yeah. His wife and daughter. And I can't remember who it was. Someone intervened, remade him into Drax, mm-hmm. and Drax's sole purpose... Like, the only thing that he was created to do was kill Thanos. Right. And. I mean, so the movie wasn't too far off, really. No, I mean, that was kind of the problem with Drax is also is it's like his sole purpose was to kill Ronan. And then there was just that one throwaway line at the end going, well, it was actually Thanos who was responsible. So now I must kill Thanos. Yeah. And that did come back in the first Infinity movie. But then it was kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I was surprised that like they didn't in the movies. I guess, which we can discuss when we ever get around to those movies. But yeah, like I wasn't anticipating him to be like the first person running at Thanos, like in that big battle scene. And then he just, was, but then he seemed to just be kind of like in the background the whole time. Like they never really focused on him at all. No, well, but fight. yeah, he was he was the first person to charge at Thanos, but it was on nowhere with the reality stone. Oh yeah. Okay. Remember he did that and then yeah. got turned into uh, blocks. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, whatever. We can get into that another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. How did we get on this? On, in- 
<laughs> oh, oh we're, we're talking, talking about, about leave reading comics. <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking about Marvel comics. The critic, yeah. yeah, we got a little criticism the other day. I got some said that they don't like listening to talk about indie comics or me talking about Transformers so, because yeah. they find it very uninteresting. And I was just like, bah, well, don't have to listen. Well, in my, I mean, that's kind of like what this podcast is put together for. Like, that's it's like, our interest. That's the two we're things we're interested in. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, well, everyone doesn't mind if we talk about those things because that's all stuff we can actually relate, or we ha- we each other understand that we relate with. So it's yeah. not that big of a deal. Oh. Uh, let me see. I put together kind of just a hasty doc just because we hadn't really thought we really need right. to plan out these things better. Um, yeah. Uh, did you, have you did you watch anything at all this week? Oh uh, yeah, actually, I watched uh, all but the last episode of Picard. Uh, oh cool! So a bit of a recap there, I guess. Uh, and I have to say, I agree with you on Raffi now because uh, you said you liked that character, and I said I didn't. Uh, and the reason I didn't like her, so like the, basically the first season, or first half of the season, uh, she's like in and out of being an alcoholic, so. In the first, what, episode, second episode, maybe, Picard approaches her looking for a ship. Cause yeah, he knows, the second, I believe. Okay. Because he knows that she knows somebody who, who has a ship. Or he, I think he thinks she has one, I guess. I don't know. I don't yeah, remember he anymore. Yeah, a ship. Uh, and she doesn't want to help him, and she, like, hates him. And she's basically just drinking the whole conversation, and it's just like, okay, whatever. This is just a goofy character who's an alcoholic. Uh, and then she, like all of a sudden she's like, Oh, I'm coming too. But she's like completely cleaned up and sober now. And actually like is confident and is a good character all of a sudden. So I'm like, okay, so yeah. I'm fine with her being there. Cause she's not as annoying. I, I, the I have a relapse hard... episode with her son was then. Rough. Yeah. Okay. So then there's a relapse episode with her son. And then she's basically just a drunk for a couple more episodes. And then, uh, there was one episode that I thought was interesting. Cause she was like clean, clean again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it's the past. one where they're kind of going over the captain's past. Uh, oh, yep. Like but, I told you, that comes back too. You yeah. learn all about captain. So uh, Re- uh, Captain Rios. Like, yeah. So she seems like all cleaned up all of a sudden. And there's a part where she goes to uh, the whatever the replicator, and she orders a drink, and it won't do it. And then the ho- hospitality, oh, right. the hospitality hologram shows up, and he's like. Uh, can I help you? And she's like, I'd like a drink. He's like, well, you told me not to give you one. And then, uh, and, and so, yeah, basically she programmed the ship not to give her any more alcohol. And, and from that point on, assuming that nothing happens in the last episode, I like her a lot. Cause she's seen, she's a very competent. Yeah. She's, now, she's, and, she's got a lot of layers to her. Yeah. I always kind of feel weird about this. Like I've, I've watched a couple youtube shows that have heavily criticized this show saying it's one of the yeah. worst star trek things ever Interesting. i 100 percent disagree right um a lot of complaints <laughs> are it's too mod it's too 20 uh 2020 modern okay like there's vaping in it yeah, yeah there's sure. smoking cigars there's reading physical literature uh well, and rios has a record player which is yeah. When I saw it, I was like, seriously? Yeah, I, I get it to an extent, but I also am like, they're not focal points, so I don't mind. And plus, there's still plenty of people that enjoy old things uh, yeah. in our generation. I mean, people, so people have record I don't. I don't problem. <laughs> One thing that I thought about was, uh, uh, I don't know, this is set like 350, three, almost 400, yeah, it's 2399, so it's set almost 400 years in the future. Oh, wow. 
I always kind of feel like alcoholism would have been taken care of by something they could just be injected with to remove an addiction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they don't have disease yeah. uh, or poverty or anything like that. I would kind of think that if you did choose to have a drinking problem, that's one thing. But if it is actually something that's a problem, they would have something to fix uh, it. Yeah, you'd have to do like a brain scan because there's like there's stuff with the it's addiction has something to do with the brain. Um, yeah, and I figured that because they can cure almost every yeah. single disease in Star Trek. Like right. there is no disease except for when there is. Like one of the revolving <laughs> things in the show. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> one of the revolving plots in the show is Picard is dying. He has a brain disease and. It's a disease that can't be cured. And it, yeah. it's a disease that was in TNG. Yeah, like, yeah, it was brought up in the last episode, wasn't it? Yes, and yeah. he finally he finally gets it. Yeah. Because this takes place um, like 16, 18 years later. It takes place remotely close to when the alternate finale was happening. Uh, so, yeah, it, well, yeah, because like in this, Romulus is destroyed, and that's kind of a... Eh, I don't that's know, a plot a of the show. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and they they finally do get to a point where Picard is old enough now where he's he's succumbing to this. So that's a revolving thing. Mm -hmm. And then there's another disease that's brought up in the show that requires AI to repair it, and AI yeah. is illegal in the show. But they do, I don't know. There's just something weird about the idea that um, they can't like she has that problem, but it seems more like a choice, kind of like yeah, uh, yeah I watched. I watched a show that was just so heavily criticizing this and it really just stems to, I don't think the show's problem, but more or less, these are hardcore Star Trek nerds that I was watching yeah. and they just want the show to be what the original series or what TNG was. They want it to be a show that was paced the way a 35 to 50 year old show was. Yeah. And that doesn't work. It doesn't no. work now. Everything is cinematic. Everything has to have action. You can't have flat sets with flat lighting and you can't just have people stand around and talking the whole time. That doesn't work. Right. And well, and the thing though, that, that I enjoy about this show is the fact that they've, they've deviated from it. It's not a military show anymore because every no. single star Trek, it's about the military. And that's the entire yeah. reason why I like star Wars is because even though they're dealing with the rebellion and the empire, like, which are basically two militaries, it doesn't feel like it's a movie about, it's, it doesn't feel like a military movie. It feels just about like, I don't know. They're just running around fighting. I, it, it deals just, with a lot of oppression. That's what Star Wars has always dealt yeah, with. Always but like, been dealing with a powerful force. But yes, and like, but the main characters aren't military. Like the Jedi no. are not military, and that's why it's enjoyable, at least for me. And and that, that being said, too, like I, I do think Star Trek is better than Star Wars, which I'm not going to get into. Uh, but <laughs> and I've always enjoyed the military aspect of it. But my favorite series was always Deep Space Nine and Voyager which are two shows that have like the least amount to do with the Federation and more to do with interacting with aliens and just other things going on. Um, and then, so then what I like about this show is they have effectively done a very good job almost of like kind of turning Star Trek into Star Wars because yes. And some people hate that and I, I that. don't care because Star yeah. Wars works and Star Trek kind of doesn't because it's a hippie show. Yeah. Really? It's, it's just about, I mean, it's about a future that is in technically supposed to be all about peace and solving 
all the world problems that we have. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, the people I, I watched this to, and I couldn't finish what they were complaining about because I just didn't agree with it. But they're, they're saying how Star Trek isn't supposed to have racism and look how much the Federation hates Romulans. And I think it does push the anti-Romulans a little too far. But... It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not a deal breaker for me. I uh, mean, Star Star Trek's had. Racism I mean, they do explain it all too. the time. Yeah, but the idea that they are uh, that they're so anti Romulans, uh, even though Romulans did ha- was the other third ally or uh, was the third army in the Dominion War and stuff, and yeah. we did see at the end of Nemesis that uh, Romulans did say we'll work with you guys now, like we'll make peace. Yeah. And then this show was like, we didn't want to help them. Why should we help them? They're monsters. They're scum. And I really didn't like any of that. Yeah. But I mean, the only criticism I had for Picard, and it has nothing to do with the, the final episode, and this is something you'll understand. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as much as I curse, I don't need <laughs> cursing in Star Trek. And yeah. they they drop an F-bomb almost on every episode eventually. Yeah, and about, yeah. you kind of go, it's not necessary. Yeah, there, there was one uh, in particular. Uh, I guess I can't say what, because I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But this, they're sitting at like a table um, and somebody just kind of was ad- admitting to doing some bad stuff. And so uh, they say the F word, or just saying that they screwed things up. And I just turned over to, uh, to my wife, Kelsey, and it, I was just like, I bet as soon as they stopped rolling, that person looked straight at, over at uh, at Patrick Stewart and, and apologized for swearing. <laughs> oh, I, would, I wouldn't go that far. Look how many like F-bombs he drops is in, in, in Logan. Oh, well, yeah. I was he trying to think the, if he did or not. I couldn't remember, but yeah, he does. What? I, I, I was trying oh, to think yeah. if he swore in that movie, but he does. You're right. Yeah, he does a handful of times. I mean, yeah, I think my favorite, one of my favorite lines is him doing it where um, he says like, uh, well, Log- I think they're in the bathroom or so. Oh, no, he's, uh, um, it's right when they introduce Picard and stuff, uh, Picard, <laughs> Patrick Stewart, Xavier, yeah. and he just goes, uh, he just says, like, do you know who I am? And he just goes, oh, fuck off, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I got such a kick out of it. Oh, that's good. But, I mean, yeah, the the show, I think, is really good. It's, I think, I think it's a great, where are they now? And yeah. since you said, like, Raffi, since you're up to almost the, fi- up to the final episode. Yeah. Do you kind of see what I meant last time when I said, it kind of feels like this was supposed to be a TNG character. They just didn't end up doing that. Yeah, but... I don't know. I, I just can't think of who it would be, especially with just the the alcoholism, I guess, and like kind of coming in and out of depression. Uh, yeah. But I, I kind of see what you're saying, I guess. But I mean, that being said, too, one of the things that I, I really enjoy about this show and I, uh, I like I feel like um, they've Star Trek in particular has been having a difficult time ever since probably TNG is they they finally have like a solid crew that like works well together um like they're all very flawed so you have like yeah you have raffi captain rios uh the kid i can't ever think his name of that's basically a samurai uh oh yes i can't monk, remember his the name monk at guy. all uh so yeah raffi rios the monk guy um 
the doctor. The doctor, what's her face? I don't know. I'm a fan of her. And then um, Seven of Nine comes in and out of it. Uh, and, like, they, they're they all very flawed, but, like, they work well with each other. They encourage each other when they need it. Um, like, it, it's a very believable group of friends yeah. kind of thing, like, who are just kind of randomly thrown together, kind of, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, some of them have a history. Picard has a history with Rafi. Rafi has a history with Rios. And then Picard has, like, this loose connection with Rios, with with his past. And then Rios has a weird connection with, uh, with Soji, the, the girl that they're looking for. And so, Oh, right. I guess my one complaint is Soji, uh, and just the way that her memories are coming back seems very, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, it it just seems like she starts to remember things when it's very convenient. Yes, that's a problem, <laughs> and it gets even more in the final episode. Yeah. Since you're up to the sec, the second to final where they go to the android planet, yeah. she, her memories just start triggering, and Which, I had problems with that. And she starts acting more like a robot, Yeah, and I had problems with that because she's supposed to have been with humanity on Earth for like three years. Something and she like was that, perfectly yeah. blended in, and now she's not. And I kind of just had it's like her program. problems with yeah. that. I mean, the uh, the only real criticism, yeah, her character is so kind of out there for me. Uh, the one thing that I was pretty critical of, and it happens halfway through the show, I won't go uh-huh. too deep into it, sure. was kind of the conclusion to Hugh. Oh, that made me so mad. It, it upset me. Hugh's killed in the show, yeah, and they brought I, him back. They brought right. back the original actor. Yeah. They gave him a lot of characterization. He was great, and he I dies. Yeah. And it's one of the best. It's one of the best TNG episodes. It's when the right. Enterprise finds a, a surviving Borg and gives him individuality. And yeah. it's like, a great episode. It's one of my favorites. I've, I think that's probably the one episode, other than Best of Both Worlds, that I've seen the most of. Yeah, which man, that pissed me off. I turned to Kelsey like the scene before he dies. And I said, if they kill him off, I'm going to be so pissed. Yeah. And then it happens. Like, seriously, (laughs) I was kind of baffled, especially when he revealed that he was a member of the Federation. Yeah. And my response to that was, why does he look so rough looking? Why does he look like all the other ex Borg Frankensteins? Because they all look that way because they're getting like the most minimal, uh, medical assistance. And if he, at some point, defected to the federation and became a federation citizen why the heck does he not look like seven of nine to a point where he has such visible scars and discolored skin i mean you could say that he was a borg for longer than she was maybe maybe no because she was a borg since childhood yeah we don't know how old he really was yeah uh, we don't know where he came from we don't technically know what species he is he might be human but he's just a humanoid looking person right yeah Um, that's interesting. So it's kind of, yeah. So I was really kind of wondering because I mean, one thing is he does have like a discolored hand because one of his hands isn't real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a neat nod yeah. to what they were going to do with Patrick Stewart in TNG. He was supposed to have his right arm chopped off and replaced with a Borg arm. Oh, in- interesting. Yes, and it's kind of neat. If you go to the Memory Alpha for Patrick for Picard, yeah, it, or I think it's for the Borg episode he was in, um, they do talk about how they were going to cut off his arm and install a, a Borg arm on him, and then for the remainder of the next like three or four seasons of TNG, he was going to be wearing a discolored glove, huh. a, a, a glove that would be a different color than the rest of his body, 
to show that he had a bionic arm, and they abandoned that, obviously. That's... Probably due to production or something. But yeah, I Picard guess. was supposed to be more... They could have more... done some fun stuff with that. Yeah, he was supposed to be more heavily scarred than he was, yeah. but they, they pulled back on it. But yeah, it was really neat that, yeah, they were going to amputate huh. uh, one of his limbs and then replace it with a probably a Data arm or something like yeah. that. Or Data was going to build him one, but it was going to be like, instead of being skin color, it was going to be like very pasty. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I just found that out, hmm. I don't know, a couple months ago yeah. reading about that. Cause I went back and binged some stuff. But uh, I don't know, like once again... I mean, granted, I was a teenage boy and stuff, but once again, one of my favorite characters in Picard was Seven of Nine. Right. I was so happy to see her there. Um, I think I, I, not, I saw her She's not a drone it. anymore. It's not Jerry Ryan just with no emotion. It's yeah, Seven yeah. of Nine 20 years later who is very emotional, very yeah. much regained. She gained, She well, not even regained, but she gained humanity, which yeah. I love. And it's interesting too because she, uh, so she becomes uh, oh, what is it, like a marshal, a ranger. a ranger, yeah. So she's like basically just running around protecting people from. Yeah, it was uh, the neutral zone after yeah. Romulus was destroyed. The neutral zone crumbled and kind of became like, um, uh, uh, like became like I don't know a merc. A mercenary, yeah. a, a, a no man's lane where a lot of illegal stuff and the Federation apparently don't do anything with the crumbled neutral zone, probably because the Romulans have said, even though it's fallen apart, you 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 go in it, you're declaring yeah. war. That was the whole point of the neutral zone. No one could go there. Yeah. And so uh, since the Federation abandoned the, you know, the torn apart neutral zone, Seven of Nine joined a whole bunch of like non-aligned humanoids yeah. to police it like become vigilantes yeah and so and she's kind of like the most famous uh they're called the fenris rangers that's it yep and like like when she shows up at one point because uh <laughs> whatever the kid we can't remember his name uh like hit like a an sos for her to come uh save oh, him yeah. at one point and so she shows up and the the romulan lady was just like a fenris ranger oh and it's you <laughs> Yeah, she's widely known, but I think yeah. it's mostly because she's known because she's a former Borg, yeah. and the Romulans are just sought so much to get their technology. Yeah, yeah. but she's also probably the most ruthless one out of all of them. Yeah, so I, it's 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 cool though because she's trying to protect people from being um, abused, just like the Borg abused her, sort of thing. So it it, yeah. it, it makes sense with her character. And in all honesty, I kind of wonder if they're going to do a spinoff and give her a show. I was just about to say that. Do a spinoff or do a CBS all access movie yeah. uh detailing oh, cool. seven of not where seven of nine uh how how she came to where she is because they didn't talk about that. They haven't explained what happened to her because right. uh, um after Voyager returned back to the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. Like she was in a relationship with the second in command of Voyager. She uh she came back, she made it back I to Earth to and everybody. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, she got together with Chicote by the end. <laughs> what? Yes, okay. and uh, it's kind of out of nowhere too. It's in the finale where it's discussed, and they become an item. Right. But it, it, they kind of allude in the in the finale that it was a developing thing. But yeah, that's sure. one thing that I would really like to see. Yeah, in that maybe just not even maybe a mini series if you don't want to do it, like commit to that, but maybe just a movie or something, yeah. all act film to like d diving into what happened to her in twenty years because. 
she is very, I mean, Seven of Nine's always been a very interesting character, but to take her, her character from Voyager when it ended and then to practically do a 180 on her uh, for this, she made me like really be like, yes, all right, you reinvented her. But, yeah. And I like it. Yeah. I mean, there's, sure. there's other things I would like to see. Uh, there's so, I mean, we got like Brent Spiner finally comes back and he plays yeah. uh, a forgotten son of Data's creator. Uh, yeah, Once again, that happens soon. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't uh, care for I'm that character. No, I mean, I'm happy Brent Spiner came back to play an actual role, but I also went, all right, this bloodline is pretty thick. <laughs> Every male in this bloodline looks just like Brent Spiner, and yeah. I'm kind of I'm bored with that because he plays like an ancestor in Enterprise, doesn't he? Yeah, he does he does? Oh man, yeah, he's, I know. He's that's played like three yeah. or four generations for that family. It's just like they yeah, don't all look like of, you. Been <laughs> like two hundred years, and <laughs> so I kind of rolled my eyes at that. Even though I did like seeing Brent Spiner come back, I liked seeing all the data people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of cool, but. Uh, and I liked the Romulans. I mean, they finally do reveal this the plot of the show. Mm-hmm. And I'd be lying if I didn't roll my eyes at the plot because I just went, uh, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad that they're finally doing something with the Romulans, though, because like I feel like they... Totally. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, in yeah. TNG, they did a little bit, like, with uh, Picard doing that weird spy mission, like, there are two lights, whatever that was about. Yeah, we and we talked a little bit about that last week when we yeah. were talking about Tasha Yar. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of the thing is there is an entire time frame in Star Trek that's never touched, but that's never been shown. Yeah. Really, but it's been discussed heavily, which was there was a really bad Romulan war with humans. Yeah, like why didn't we ever get this? I think <laughs> it's alluded to mostly in Enterprise. So it's before the original? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, well, I think it, it may have happened twice. Be- well, Interesting. yeah, I believe it happened right before Enterprise or okay. right after Enterprise. And then the Romulans show up in the original series and then the Romulans show up in TNG. And yeah. apparently it's been like 50 to 60 years okay. since anyone's even had contact with them when yeah. they reemerged. So, yeah, there's some time timeline stuff that could be discussed more or shown in a show, but instead they're doing Star Trek Discovery, which might lead into it. I don't Discovery. know. I have, is that the the one that they just announced with? Um, that's Rebecca the Ryan? one that's got it's got two seasons of it. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Discovery. Um, I noticed though this week too they uh, just announced uh, a show. It's got it's Captain Pike with Spock, and then somebody Rebecca Romaine. Uh, is oh, playing, does it have uh, Anson Mount? Number one. What? Is it with uh, the Pike from Discovery, Anson Mount? Uh, he was a, it was an actor I'd never seen before, so it's probably that guy. I don't know. Look, uh, he played Black Bolt in the... Um... Oh, yeah, I think that was him. Uh, yes, Star Trek series, uh, Star Trek series starring uh, Ethan Peck as Spock, Anson yep. Mount as Spike. Dude, I'll watch that. I mean, yeah, Anson Mount's looks... an actor I actually really love. Uh, the... He was the lead actor in the show Hell on Wheels, that okay. I yeah. is one of my favorite shows. I highly recommend that. Yeah. And he played Pike in Discovery. Okay. And while Discovery has always been heavily criticized, they always said that uh, his portrayal of Pike was one of the highlights of the show. Interesting. Yeah, and. Uh... 
they don't even really have a teaser for it. It's just the actors like talking about it uh, in this weird, like the teaser is literally just them talking about how like they're happy to announce it because it's something to look forward to because of COVID-19. It was kind of a weird right thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Star, Star then, Trek Strange New Worlds is what yep. it was called. It's called. Yeah. yeah. And um, so looking it up right now. That would be interesting if they brought the Romulans into that, I guess, but I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what that show is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. But I would like, I do need to go back and watch Enterprise. I never can't gave it the time of day just because it's a rough watch. That's what I heard. And I've never been that impressed with, um, is it Scott Bakula? Oh, uh, you don't like Scott Bakula? I don't know. I've not seen a ton with him, but because what he was in Quantum Leap, which is just a cheese fest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's all I've seen him in. I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think what all he's been in a bunch of stuff. I remember. Uh, oh, he was in Chuck. Oh yeah, he's Chuck's dad. Spoiler, sorry. Oh, uh, uh, what? I, oh, the show ended ten years ago. I guess. Uh, he was in Murphy Brown. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah. He's been a bunch of stuff. I do remember him in a few of these things. I'm looking up where it's like, oh yeah, I do. Uh, I just know him as a as like a punchline to a joke, basically. And so like just seeing him like be captain of a ship, I'm just I don't know. I was just like that can't be that great. And so I just never watched it. <laughs> he's not as charismatic as some people. That's yeah, and that's I uh, think that's mostly what I heard. And so I just I, I heard so few like. It seems like the people who like Enterprise love that show. Um, yeah, it's but just nerd, any, nerd fuel. Any clip I've ever seen, I've never been that impressed with. Uh, it just, it, I don't know. It just never appealed to me. Whatever. He starred in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the TV show. What? There's a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the TV show? Was it like old? No, it's only like 20 years old. Came out in 96. So it only lasted one season. It was starring Scott Bakula and Maria Bello. So that is that that would be in before the movie because the movie was in two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late Why would 2000s. they make a movie based on a failed TV show? I don't think it's. Uh, I uh, I don't think it it's was. Oh, dude, Mister and Mrs. Smith is. Um, <laughs> it's got quite a history. Oh, it was a. Let me think. Is this the same thing? Uh, Screwbook. I don't know. I think Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the Brad Pitt one. Yeah. Uh, No, that's based on an old movie, isn't it? There's an Alfred Hitchcock, but I don't think I I don't think any of it's related. I think it's just a a use of title. For some reason, I thought it might have been related to the Alfred Hitchcock one. I don't know why I thought that. I don't know. Yeah, this is is riveting. (laughs) I don't think it has a relation. No, I don't think it does. I'm not Um, looking up and. Thing that's a correlation with them. Uh-huh, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let me think. Um, I any... didn't watch anything at all this week. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I didn't watch anything. No, I did play some. Ah, uh, no, not much of anything <laughs> really on YouTube this week. There was nothing too interesting. Uh, it's just kind of a dead week. But I, I have been playing some video games this week. Pretty much about an hour a day or so i one of my favorite video game series is left for dead and yeah it's been on my mind for the past week and a half and i'm like i should fire that up i've got the disc Mm -hmm. still so i've been doing that and yeah pretty much been playing a campaign a day 
and I think it's like 10, 10 or 11 campaigns in the game. And there are, the campaigns are just levels, essentially. Yeah. So hmm. I'm playing one a day, so about 45 minutes or so a day on those. And I love the Left 4 Dead franchise. I loved the first one when it came out in 2008. The second one came oh, out wow. in 2009. And then nothing since. And it's okay. just a first-person shooter zombie game, but it's a lot of fun. And hmm. uh, uh, me and a handful of friends played it very religiously when it came out. Like, that was our our Friday night or Saturday night for, for nine to t- nine months to a year we played it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not a very lengthy game, but it's just fun. And so we were always playing, and then we were playing for achievements. And I hadn't fired it up for so long, but it was in my head the other week. And it's like, God, I really want to get back into that. I haven't played it forever, and I don't have anyone to play with, which is fine. Uh, I just play solo. Yeah. And, yeah, just having a blast. I just finished technically the first game and started up the second game. Because eventually, when the second game came out, a couple years into it, they put all the maps from the first game and the characters into the second game. So you could just pretty much put just the second game in and play both games. And so that's what oh. I've been doing. Yeah. And just having fun. Uh, I did get a transformer this week. So oh, yeah. let's talk that. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got that in the mail. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a little tiny Megatron figure. And I got that yesterday afternoon and it's really neat. It's actually a Megatron, but he has a lot of modular parts on him. So you can create four different looks for him. Based on his appearance through the comics and things. I'll take some pictures and post them. How big is Little? Uh, he's, he's about the size of a G.I. Joe. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's like three, three quarters tall. I'm trying to think how tall he is. I think he might just be three inches. Um, let me look. I can tell you right now how tall he is because I can just look up his listing. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Do, 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 do. There he is. Um, uh, come on, come on. Oh, four inches, four point four inches. That's a good size, yeah. yeah. It's just a dinky little thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I picked that up. I always wanted it. It came out like over a year ago, and I never did because it is a little pricey. Mm-hmm. And. I finally just said, you know, I'd always wanted that. You know what? Why not? Let's just, uh, uh, everything's doing pretty good right now with, uh, with, uh, finances. So I figured I'd just do a little splurge and pick that up. So I shipped her the other day and got here yesterday. And so I ran over to the post office and picked them up. Cool. 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 You're yeah. It's kind of the office. Uh, you hey, oh, I live in an apartment and yeah. when I first moved, I've lived in the same place. I've lived in the same apartment for about for six years and before my before they installed post uh, PO boxes yeah. at my complex, I had to have one at the post office. Right. And once they installed it, I'm like, well, I order a lot of stuff online, so well, not a lot, but I yeah. order a lot, quite a few packages for uh, once in a while, like once or t- once every month or every other month. Mm-hmm. And it's just easier to deal with, so I've always kept my PO box over there. Yeah. And so Places. pretty much every week I go get my mail and then whenever I get a package, I run over and grab them. But it just seems it's just a little more easy for me to deal with getting stuff that way. Yeah. Um, well, it's just down the street from you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I live a block away. So yeah, I just walk over there and get my stuff. Mm-hmm. The only I've had a couple problems. One of the biggest hassles I have is because I live in an apartment, mm-hmm. there's a lot of services that don't want to deliver to a post office. Yeah. And so... Uh, you have, I've had a couple instances where if I order something 
I'll get a phone call from UPS or FedEx saying <laughs> we can't deliver there. Huh. And then I have to fight with them saying, yes, you can. You do. You guys have done it before. No, we can't. It's illegal. I actually got told it's illegal for UPS to drop off at a post office. No, they do that all the time. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> I, I thought out told her, I'm like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's illegal. And I'm like, it's illegal to deliver to a federal organized building. No, it's not. And the lady said, we won't deliver it. Mm-hmm. So then I, I said, well, I don't want to deliver it to my apartment because I don't want it to get stolen by chance. And uh, I had to get, cave and give them my actual address, which I hated doing. Yeah. Uh, I just had problems doing that where yeah. I remember I did order something earlier this year. It took a week to get over here. I get home. It's not there. Mm-hmm. And I went through every building looking because there's a I have a four complex yeah. uh, area. I went to every one, couldn't find my package, had to call, had to fill out all this information. And about eight o'clock at night, I get a knock on my door and it's a guy who said, hey, is this yours? And I'm like, where was it? And he's like, at my house. They dropped it off. And the dude lived across the town. Across town? Well, yes. I, I swear they- that house across the street from your building has the same address as your building. There's that too. <laughs> it's the nice. same house number. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he told me that uh, he uh, he gets pizzas delivered to him. He gets pe- people's packages, and he's nice enough just to uh, uh, drop them off, which is very nice. I appreciated it a lot because I was really ticked off because I had to fill out all this work saying, "Hey, it wasn't delivered." Is it like a matter of like north and south, or no? There's no north and south. So, like, what's the difference, like, in his address and your address? Are they the same? I don't know. I really oh. don't want to go into it just to not give out my address. Yeah, that's but, fair. Uh, <laughs> it's that's very confusing. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's not too bad having a post office box. I go there and I get my stuff once in a blue moon. Yeah. And it doesn't cost too much. I think it's like 30 bucks every six months. And really? So, oh, every yeah. six months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah, say, because I had one that was like 10 bucks a month, man. So, yeah, that's. Uh, when I first moved here, I think it was like 18 bucks a month uh, every six months, but yeah. yeah, it's gone. And I mean, the postal service over here is really nice. I have had a couple problems where mm-hmm. instead of delivering it to my post office box, yeah. the post office has legitimate sent it out on a delivery truck <laughs> and they delivered it to the PO boxes at my complex. And, That's and so they made I, the connection I've had to go to them. And, what'd you say? They made a connection like with your name and like knew where to put it. No, no, they just did it. And so I went to the post office, said, hey, I think they dropped it off at my complex's P.O. boxes. I don't have one. So then I had to run home. They called the postman. They had to drive back and open the box and hand me my package. Right. Because I'm like, you guys dropped it off in the boxes. What about it? I don't have a key to those. Yeah. So that was a little kind of thing. (laughs) kind of hassle so yeah i mean having a p.o box helps me but the problem is when i order something there's a chance i'll get a email or a call that says we can't deliver so then i have to figure out how to deal with it but i've had a couple packages end up in limbo for a few days yeah i've had an issue i don't know what the problem is but i sent a comic um what a, a blank cover comic to a guy who is a a colorer for in uh, an indie comic I read. Let's rope in yeah. some indie comics. Uh, and I, I wanted him to draw Cable on the cover of an X-Force, basically. Um, and it took... 
I don't know. It, oh, they they wouldn't deliver it to his house, and so then he had to go to the post office to get it. Uh, and, and like neither of us knew that until I waited. I swear it took like two weeks. I finally looked at the tracking, and I like emailed him and said like, "Hey, this is at the post office," and he's and so he he went and investigated and got it, and then now he mailed it back to me, but. I waited again like a week and a half and I emailed him. I was like, hey man, I haven't gotten this yet. And so then I guess it's getting shipped back to him for some reason. So I hope he gets that it. That sucks. Uh, and yeah, and so I was just like, well, whatever, I'll pay for shit. You know, like I'll give you more money for shipping because I know that that's not something he should have to pay for. But yeah. like, yeah. it's just like, I just wanted a dumb drawing of Cable on a comic. Uh, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my sister has a lot of problems. My sister lives out in Montana on a mountain. Yeah. And she lives in a nice little neighborhood, but they have post office they have mailboxes at yeah. the at the start of their uh where you turn into mm, and yeah. to get to their house. Yeah. The problem is if you send a package to her, they won't just take it to her house and drop it off. She gets a little letter that says, "Hey, you have to come and pick it up at the post office." That's annoying. And I hate those. Yeah, things, those it's been a kind boxes. of. It's been a little frustrating to send her stuff sometimes, and huh. uh, so yeah, she's had that problem a couple times where she it's out for delivery, it doesn't show up, and the next thing she knows, she gets a holler saying it's at the office. We wouldn't drop it off at your house because they will not go into her neighborhood. They will only drop their mail off in their box. I mean, you know. They- it's not like there's like service in the name of the oh wait. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's kind of a hassle. Oh well. So you know, um not to aside from first service. world problems, what else do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um Is anything really happening? I mean, not not to delve into too much of current events just because I don't like dating these, but you know, we uh, are country opened back up yeah uh yeah iowa because uh, our friend tom was working the store that he works at uh it sounded like things went fine for him i guess uh, he said people were pretty calm so that's good um fucking time yeah well you see like um videos of people being of places going crazy like i saw a picture of tj maxx in like alabama or something that place was packed i've never seen any store like have that many people outside of black friday it was ridiculous menards have been really bad but for the most part nothing yeah. has been too terrible what? i mean also it's alabama they have two <laughs> separate mardi gras i just don't see like what like okay so stores open up Yep. Maybe it was Georgia. I don't know. Uh, and so, like, the first thing you do is go to TJ Maxx. Like, seriously, what is of that big of importance to go to TJ Maxx? Like, the poor South. I, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Um, poor South. Other Where you side. get? What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me think. I drove by Hobby Lobby two days ago. Oh, they be, reopened. Yeah. The parking lot was completely packed. I was going to say, you can finally get your paint. Yeah, but it was completely packed, so I decided not to contribute to the problem, even though I'm wearing a mask at all times. Yeah, um, I guess one one thing uh, too, it's kind of related to just the boredom of being at home with kids. Uh, we we went to today the the landfill was open. Oh, uh, and so you get, like they're just letting people. It was it, it was geared towards kids, like it was marketed as a thing to do with your kids. Uh, Dump them off. No, no, no. 
your kids are actually there's a sign as you're going in that looks permanent. It's not just for today. Uh, that said, like children and pets cannot leave the leave the vehicle. Oh God, yeah, you don't want to fall on a syringe. Basically, uh, and so, but it's just a driving tour. So, like, if you downloaded this app, uh, you could you just kind of hit a button as you hit like these certain checkpoints, and then there's just like a recording that tells you about the landfill. It was actually really interesting. I was very surprised at like how uh, just I don't know, like how much engineering goes into the landfill. Like, I I assume that there was like thought put into it, but it's actually very impressive. Like. Um, everything that they do there because there's this giant hill like a just massive hill of uh of shingles like asphalt shingles and they grind those up and then they use that they recycle it into asphalt basically or they'll mix Mm -hmm. it in with rock uh for gravel roads to keep dust low that's interesting yeah um and then we went and saw the the phase one of the landfill which had been basically they'd been dumping garbage there for 40 years i think they said and it was the highest point in polk county meaning it was it's a the hill or that you're on when you're on top of that which we got to drive on uh is higher than 801 grand the tallest building downtown des moines yeah and so like if you look downtown like you're looking straight at the top of the tallest uh, tower downtown, which granted this is Iowa, whatever. But, uh, and then, but then they said it, it, but it's no longer the highest point. And then they tell you to look left. And then you see this even like even taller, like Hill, which is phase two, which still has another, like they said, they're planning on using it for the next 50 years. Uh, But yeah. And I guess they harvest the methane gas that is produced by the garbage. And they send that somewhere to power uh, our, our homes it's just the energy for our houses um which i thought was kind of interesting at least and then then we got to go see the compost heaps just giant piles of compost and there's a truck moving it around and it was just like steaming which it was like a it was a hot day today and like these piles were still steaming which compost does i know uh i don't know it was just interesting whatever the landfill you spent your day looking at garbage no, it was like a half an hour. It, it didn't take that long. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was the highlight of my day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I played Fable 3, uh, which oh. which is fun. I'm finally finishing those. I heard that there's going to be a fourth one, potentially. Have you played any? Oh, more than likely. Have you been playing? Have you played any Fable? I have one of them. Might be Fable 3, but I got it like years and years ago, and oh. I never played it just because they've never been a game franchise that's interested me. The game yeah, mechanic's never been something that's wowed me. Yeah, I, but it, I know about them. For some reason, like I cannot. I have a really hard time playing Zelda, and in all honesty, Fable is just like it's kind of oh, a Zelda, Zelda knockoff. But yeah, I is. really like Fable. I, I don't know if like Fable just has just enough humor that Zelda didn't have, or like it's just different enough. For some reason, like I just love the Fable games. They're just I I really enjoy them, and the third one's interesting, but. Basically, if you if you buy all you know because you can buy houses and businesses like you can just own buildings, and mm-hmm. if you if you just buy all the buildings as soon as you have the money to do so, you end up being just super rich and it's ridiculous. <laughs> I yeah I I had some friends that they really loved playing Fable. No. I just never got into it, and yeah, it is that. kind of it's very much uh, Zelda. But then again, it's not even the Zelda I like because I also don't like playing Zelda. Yeah. But I do love the Super Nintendo one, the top-down version. 
and is that a link to the past? Yes. Yeah. I love Link to the Past, and yeah, they made actually a sequel to Link to the Past. Yeah, they did seven years ago, and I love that game. Hmm. It took me about four years to beat it, but hmm. I finally did just because I don't play a lot of video games. Yeah. So uh, I finally did pl- uh, play it and beat it, but I like I I don't know I'm not really into retro gaming, but yeah. Uh, the games that I grew up playing, I have a very large love for. And so when they made a sequel to Link to the Past, it was going to be for Nintendo 3DS. I went out and bought a 3DS just so I could play it. That's huh. how much I was excited to get into it. That's cool. It's funny. Yeah. I, I was wondering if there's a Zelda game like on the iPhone, and there's not. But there sure are a lot of knockoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo is only finally embracing uh, uh, smart devices. Like they made Mario Go, and that's about it. Mario Go. Yeah, I think just, that's what it's called. Uh, it's the running game. It's just Mario. You're oh, Mario, and you run levels. Remember that? It came out like yeah. five years ago or so, five I or thought, six years ago. I remember thinking that was a scam when it first came out. It looked like a well, it was because it's paid. It's uh, you have to pay. You have to buy the levels. Oh. Yeah, eh. I actually, uh, there's a Final Fantasy game like that, that I, because I was looking at, I was going to buy a Final Fantasy game, and then I didn't, but uh, I noticed that there was one that it seemed to be made, or it's a port, I guess, to the iPhone, and you pay per level, and in all honesty, I think that's kind of interesting, because it's, I mean, you could buy the game, what, for 60 bucks, like if you're buying it for a console, Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's I'm guessing because I only buy used games these days. But um, but otherwise, you're paying like it, it kind of it seemed to be a range for some reason between levels. But like there's like four to six or seven bucks per level. Um, oh. or you can buy the whole game for about sixty bucks. Like I don't know. It's yeah, a, that makes sense. I I didn't think it was that bad because in all honesty, then you can kind of budget it if you don't have the money right you know up front. And the first level was free. So, I mean, it's kind of getting back into, like, the marketing conversation that we kind of had last episode. Um, but as a marketer, it was a very appealing strategy to me. <laughs> I know uh, Final Fantasy VII is for the iOS. Yeah, I actually I saw that, and I almost got it. But, man, I so bad want to buy a PS4 just so I can play the, the whatever that's called, the remake, the reboot. Oh, of it. that the $200 commitment, yeah. I just, I just, I, well, I can't, like, I don't have the money to just throw away like that well, for one it's game. Like, well, yeah, and it's insane because it's broken into parts, and I believe the first part is a standard mm-hmm. game size. I mean, it is long. I think it's like over 20 hours or so, 25, yeah. 30 hours or so if you want to do everything. And I've watched gameplays of it. It's very yes. interesting, yes. and it Lots is. gameplay. That's <laughs> uh, how I do it. I just want the nostalgia, really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they redid the game. They didn't just upgrade it. They redid it. Oh, and yeah, I mean, they don't even know how many parts it's going to be. It could oh. be three or four. And if it's three or four, yeah, so, that's that's two hundred plus dollars. Right so there. how far does there. this get? How how far does this game get through the storyline? I don't know. I don't oh. know the story. I was one of those. You and uh, Travis were big fans of Final so, Fantasy Seven. I wasn't. I didn't. I don't like RPG games, and so says the I've person watched. who like loves Chrono Trigger. I love Chrono Trigger, but <laughs> Chrono Trigger defies uh, standard RPG in the sense that you can see the goddamn enemies when you're running through the game. Yes, that's And true. I don't like instant action. I've never liked That's the, the thing that's always throwing me off is walking and all of a sudden... The random, random Screen battle. warps and you're going to fight. Yeah, I don't yeah. like those. 
Um, I get that, but the random battle, I think, is just, I mean, it's it's a, it's a you're rolling a dice every time you take a step, basically. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, uh, you can see the enemies and you can avoid them. Sometimes, like sometimes they come out of like behind you a can bush. Prepare for them. Yeah. Like you can see them and see what you're going to be prepared for if yes. you need to. If you need to put on separate armors that can absorb damage yeah. or or literal well, or minimize damage, there's just more strategy or, involved, really. Exactly, Iron- that's what I liked. <laughs> but I I don't know how far the game gets into. I think okay. it's like a third or something like that. It's not deep, but yeah, that's huh. why people are thinking it could be three or four parts. And Interesting. Every single part is going to be, yeah, I think like sixty bucks or something like. that. Jeez. Like that, unless they maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's just add-ons or anything like that. Like it's not going like to be DLC. Okay. I don't think it is. I think it's just going to be part one, part two, part three. Yeah. And maybe I'll it, just buy a PS5 and then download it or something when it's cheap. Speaking of which, I watched a video of the graphics because they revealed the un, the new Unreal Five engine. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah, they did. Yeah, I watched it before we started this, and uh, I can't remember what it was under, but... It looks ridiculous. I just saw a screenshot, and it looked insane. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, it was the dev team really broke it down and showed all the stuff, and it's like, yeah, cool. it looks cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I'll buy a new console. I jumped the gun and bought the Xbox when that came out, but I don't really feel the necessity to buy it just because I don't play that many games and I always have to look and see while I get my money's worth. And the way I get my money's worth is if I've bought the amount of games that is the price of the console. That's how I've always done it. It's not a perfect um, mentality, but it's what I use. So like, you know, I think the Xbox One cost me $500 when it came out. So you bought that like I bought it like round. two weeks after it came out or okay. something like that. Yeah, I, I, I have a hard yeah I have a hard time buying consoles like first gen I guess because they always end oh, up I coming did. out with a better version like a couple years later. And they did. Oh yeah, they always do a year or two into it. And I bought it. I saw it at Walmart yeah. on my day off, and I kind of I ran to the ATM, checked my balance. <laughs> I was like yeah, um, uh, I can get this, and so yeah. I did. And uh, yeah, I I bought. One game when it came out, game I still play. Was that? But uh, Dead Rising Three. It okay. was a launch title. Yeah, I still yeah. play it. I fired it up two weeks ago and was playing through the story. And yeah. but it's a glorified Blu-ray player. But yeah, I think I bought. <laughs> I, think I own like eight or <laughs> between eight and ten games for the Xbox, and yeah. that's when I kind of. I think the last, like the second to last game I bought was I looked at it and said, "Yeah, I think this pays off my Xbox in so, the sense of entertainment value." Do you? You know, so you uh, the way you calculate that it's it's the cost of video games meets the cost of the console, or do you, yeah, pretty much. That's you how don't I think in hours of gameplay. It's no, God it's no. cost of games. Okay, yeah, pretty much. Um, that's an interesting yeah, I mean, way to look at it. It's how I kind of have to think. It's the mentality. It's not like I, mean, I said. It's not perfect, but it's kind of how I thought about it. Is yeah. if I put, you know, if I bought eight or nine games, and during the length of of it, I'm like, yeah, I've. Heard pretty much got my plays worth because it's so hard to really kind of think of hours played because i think uh just on the dead rising games alone i probably put uh well my ex i leave my xbox running all the time it's in sleep mode while games are playing so i think the dead rising game says that i put like two thousand hours in (laughs) it might be accurate but you never know yeah Uh, 
Well, I was kind of baffled by that when I saw that because it That's showed me right. how many hours have been running. But I'm like, oh, I guess I do pause it and turn the Xbox off, and oh. it's still running. So that'd be a good hack for Fable because you make money in Fable every five minutes. But when the game's on, like when the system is off, you're not making any money. Oh right. But not not Fable Two. Fable Two, you're make it's uh, like basically every time you turn the game on, like so for the twenty, like so let's say you play it once a day. Uh, so then for like the 24 hours, whatever, 20 hours between the last time you played and this time you make the money you would make for every five minutes for the last 20 hours. And so oh, like, wow. and that game, I ended that game so rich. It was ridiculous. It, like <laughs> money was meant nothing in that game, but they, and I think they realized, well, what people were doing was they were, ha- they were going into the Xbox and changing the, the year to like 20 years in the future. Yep. Uh, and people just had infinite money essentially. Um, that's how people are doing animal crossing right now yeah i heard that <laughs> yeah because animal crossing is based on your time zone and and actual time so yeah. if you're someone who works all day and then only plays at night mm-hmm. you're only playing in, in oh, a dark yeah that's and, lame i i remember that because they did that for the original animal crossing too i feel like was it i never played it but it, i heard about that and i heard people were yeah. complaining because they were wondering why nothing was growing yep. or why it was always nighttime and then they found out it was based on that so people were um their rigging zones, their yeah. game consoles to pretend to be at a different time zone just yeah. so they could play during daylight i think they fixed that i don't know i think i remembered seeing something about that but yeah that's lame i mean it's it makes it interesting because then if you play it at different times of the day but then like at that point you're kind of like it's like it's a it becomes a psychological thing like and so then they're they're i mean they're doing that on purpose to get you to play the game more yeah which is a hilarious considering nintendo used to put in their video games uh responses that would say hey you've been playing for a while why don't you go outside yeah that'd be nice <laughs> they did it they yeah, did no, it with no. the wii and the wii u and they did it with the game boy remember yeah if i played oh which game was it uh i think it was the Zelda game hmm. where if I if I sat down and play I think they got rid of it though because I didn't get it the last yeah, time I was playing. If stopped. you play it for more than like close to an hour, it'll tell you after you save, "Hey, um, you want to take a break?" Interesting. Well, I think that's pretty much drawing our conclusion to this podcast. You know, another one where we just kind of talk and make small talk, which I enjoy. But I think, you know, one thing we need to do this week is probably finally actually hanker down and figure out a discussion topic that we can go off of. Yeah, yeah. But, we, did, um, we did talk a lot about Star Trek. It was a bit of a theme. We did. But that was good. Yeah, we always talked about doing Star Trek, too. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so, you know, Episode 7, another shooting the shit. Uh, I'm Matt. And this is Dexter. You You can find us on our uh, social medias of at Twitter at Matty0984 and Dexter. At Dexter J or Instagram, the Buzzkill Kid. And you can find our show uh, on Twitter at Rec Live Podcast and then Instagram and Facebook Recording Live Podcast. You can also go to our website, Recording Live podcast.com wow sorry that zoned me out recording live podcast.com and if you really want to send us a message i do have an email that i made that is i believe hello at recording live podcast.com 
use that or send us a DM on Facebook on our group. We'll read it uh, even on the on the Instagram. Pretty much mm-hmm. anywhere we have social media. If you want to send something uh, and, and you don't want to use your email or anything like that, just send it to one of our social medias. We'll read it. We'll take mm-hmm. it under suggestion. We'll discuss if we want to go over the topic or not. Yep, yep, yep. And that concludes this one. So thanks for listening. Uh, yep. Things are doing pretty good. You know, we've been getting consistent downloads and uh, we've had some good criticism, some opportunity criticism, but you know, we've been doing this now for almost two months. So it's been yeah. a blast. Yeah, no, it's fun. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thank you.